Luke, man, how you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. How you doing? Doing all right. I'm doing all right. How is the how is the world of online lead or I should say review generation, just overall customer feedback engagement? What's that been looking like for you? Uh it's been it's been looking good. We uh we've obviously focused pretty exclusively in, in the insurance industry and we found that to be an effective one for us because not a lot of agents have really been focused on the concept of building online reviews. And so that early on when we started Lift Local, that was an industry that we knew we wanted to target um, because we knew there was a lot of opportunity there. And even now when we look at an agent's online presence and we do some Google searches for that agent in their area, it's really common to see that most of the agents around them are also not generating reviews and and building their online reputation. So I think the average last year, statistically, the average insurance agent had two reviews on Google uh, nationwide. So yeah, it's been a good, a good opportunity for us to focus in that industry and to help our agents really stand out over the competing agencies in the area. Well, yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned that you, you know, you do focus heavily on the the insurance industry, but you do dabble outside of it. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. If, if, five to 10% of our book of business that would be considering dabbling, then I'd say, yeah, we're about 90% uh-huh. of our I, clients are I, insurance. I just always like to take the temperature of somebody that does work outside the industry, just how, I mean, you obviously, if it's 90%, I, I guess I know the answer that you do kind of like us, but I, I just, I feel like they <laughs> validate or just like, like, I feel like how, how, how bad are we screwing things up compared to other people? <laughs> no, I, and I definitely wouldn't say that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, I think we're, a lot of people talk about problem selling and, and when we call up an agent, we're never taking the approach of like, Oh, you have this huge problem where you don't have any reviews. Um, we're more opportunity selling, right? We're saying, look, you're in an industry where your competitors are behind and that gives you an opportunity to, to move the needle quicker and to generate a faster return. So, but you are right, Joey, there are some industries like if you were to go online right now and search for a dentist uh, in your area, chances are there's dental practices with 100, 200, 500 online right. reviews. Whereas if you did the same search for insurance, you might find, you know, the the, the most reputable insurance has 15 reviews or something like that. So I, I, I remember I was, I was doing research and I was just like a town or two over from where I live and I, I saw a dude. I had like 250 reviews and that was like one of the most I'd seen in a while. And I, and I actually drove to the office. I was like, I got to see this place. Cause I was like, I was like this guy has got 250 uh, Google reviews. I was like, what is he doing? I drove to the office. There's like this hole in the wall. I'm like this, like it just, I went and knocked on the door. He was closed. I was so disappointed. Um, no, I mean, I think you're right. And you said one thing to me that was very interesting and I never really thought of, I never made the connection until you said this to me. And you said, it's really more about, generating customer feedback kind of first it kind of starts with getting your customers talking i mean hopefully positively about your agency but ultimately just getting their feedback in general and then the reviews maybe kind of spiral out of that as a, as a result yeah well 
I mean, you, you've got this whole concept of a net promoter score, uh, which probably most businesses are familiar with, and that's just understanding the overall satisfaction of your book of business. So if you're an insurance agent, let's say you've got 1,500 policyholders in your book, and it's important for you to understand what they're all feeling and thinking about your service, and that's going to help you in a few different areas, right? It's going to help you identify those that are having bad experiences or unhappy for one reason or another, but it's also going to help you identify who your promoters are, is what we call them. And so your your people who love your brand, who've had a good experience, and that list of customers is where you want to target for what we call value extraction. So a Google review is one form of value extraction that you can generate from a customer. But there are other parts of that too, right, that that we focus on as a company and through our services. So if we're to run a customer feedback campaign for an agency and we get, let's say in a week, we get 20 people that raise their hand and say, you know, we love Joe's insurance. And those 20 people, those are now our targets for value extraction. So we either want to request a public-facing review from them, we want to request a referral from them, or we want to actually try to cross-sell them on another uh, service that they're not currently utilizing. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Joey. It really does start at the very beginning, which is let's just identify who our happy customers are and who our unhappy customers are. And once we know that, then we want to create actions around extracting more value and solving problems and so on and so forth. Well, you know, the other interesting thing that you'd said there is I think a lot of that speaks to patience where what you just said, like, you know, sounds like it's going to be stretched out over, you know, multiple weeks, maybe months where you're saying you're identifying these people to have this happen. Some, maybe most, I, I mean, that's, that's something that we would cram into the end of like an entire sales call. Hey, don't forget, leave us a review. And Hey, uh, is there anybody else that we could sell to you with? And, uh, oh, but you know what I mean? Like we just do this thing that like we want them to do five other things after we just close the first policy. Um, what, what, as far as like, like timing, as far as like making that identification and then kind of following up, like, what do you see works best? Yeah, that's a, I love that question, Joey, because there are a lot of software companies uh, even in our industry that do what's called trigger-based feedbacking or feedback requests is what we would call yeah. it. So we send a request based on some interaction that they had with the agency. And, and one of the challenges with that is that that initial trigger is usually when someone just signs up with the policy. And, and most people believe, oh, this is when they're the most happy with the agency is when they just signed up. And so that's when we should try to get a referral and get a, get a review and get feedback when in reality, you really limit the quality and the content of your feedback if you're only requesting it from a customer when they first sign up with the agency. And, and that affects your online reviews too, right? So if you get all of your new customers who just signed up to leave you an online review, then every single one of your online reviews says something like this. So far, so good. 
you know, we, we, we don't know much yet. We haven't had a claim experience with these guys. We haven't seen what happens in six months to our rates and so on and so forth. So I think in, in answer to your question, kind of how, how our process works of reaching out, we really want it to be a little bit more random. Um, we want someone who's been with you for 10 years to give you feedback. And we want someone who's, you know, been with the agency for two months. And we want to create a variety in that feedback. And you also don't want it to be a one-time experience, right? Because what a customer feels today about a company may not be the same way they feel about your agency in six months or a year or five years. And so without being overbearing and reaching out too often, it's definitely a good idea to generate feedback on a you know, semi-annual or even quarterly basis with just a simple outreach that just says, you know, hey, Bill, how, how are things going since we've last talked? So. Yeah, there's always an insurance claim waiting to screw something up. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, it, and especially in the insurance industry where, you know, if you're an independent agent or even if you're a captive agent, you know, there are there are things in the industry that are out of your control that impact your customer's happiness. And so you're, you're going to want to stay on top of that because sometimes your customer might have a bad experience or be unhappy about something that you had nothing to do with, right? They called 1-800-CARRIER or 1-800, you know, whoever that captive agency is, and they had a bad phone call with the uh, call center rep and now they're, pissed off at you as the agency when really that has nothing to do with you. So it, keeping tabs, having a feedback system in place allows you to kind of get in front of that and give your customer an opportunity to share with you how they're feeling uh, in, in areas that you may have had no idea. And, and too, and I've, I've heard this from a couple of different people. It, you don't necessarily want like all like just sparkling, fantastic. Like you want some, nuance, right? Like that, that makes you more, more trustworthy in some ways. Am I correct on that? Yeah. And, and it depends on the quantity of reviews. So that's kind of how we measure that. If, if, a, if an agency has two reviews on Google and they sign up with Lyft Local, if we were to get them a three star in their first week, then their rating would be impacted pretty significantly in a negative way. And so if you've got 25 five-star reviews, yeah, it's actually going to add credibility to your reviews if you get a four-star or if you get a three-star. And you kind of want to have some control over that. And so we don't do what's called review gating, which is against Google's policy, where you just take the promoters and push them to Google and any negative or neutral feedback you capture privately. There's some ways to work around that to more likely push a promoter, someone happy to leave a Google review. Um, but yeah, we've got kind of a system in place to help manage that, which is really the key, right? We want to be looking at an agent's reputation on a weekly basis online, and we're kind of analyzing that for an agent and saying, okay, what what do we need to do to not only drive more reviews and drive more feedback, but what do we need to do to make sure this is authentic and it's compliant with Google's policies and it's appealing to a consumer who's doing a search, right? So, yeah, there there is quite a few things that kind of play into that big picture of having a reputation that's 
compliant with Google, your reviews are compliant, and you're also looking credible and realistic to consumers. So there is, yeah, you're absolutely right, Joy. There is kind of a sweet spot there um, that would fall under the category of like reputation management, right? Which is a part of of our approach to an agency. We want to manage that and make sure it's optimized for the best results. I mean, probably the, I was going to say, what's the biggest tip for like kind of, you know, making this all work well. And I'm assuming it's don't be an idiot is probably the first thing (laughs) we're from, but going from there, you know, what is, you know, just kind of, if you had to pass along, like this is the most important thing to kind of understand about soliciting feedback, getting those reviews, like where does it all start for you and, and what has the most impact? Yeah, it's a great question. I I think it comes down to just having a process in place. So this is one of the biggest challenges that agencies that we talk to have, and that's getting a process that's consistent. So if you're wanting to generate customer feedback and public reviews on Google or Facebook, and you, you have the desire and then you go and you ask your producers, hey, will you ask for a review when you get off of a happy customer call? Or will you send them a link to our Facebook, you know, Google page or our Facebook review page? The problem with that is it's a really loose process, right? It's not buttoned up. And if you're relying on your staff members or even yourself to remember to do that consistently, um, you're, you're more than likely not going to be successful. And that's because you're busy and they're busy. And, you know, the biggest priority is like write policies and, and satisfy customer problems and things like that. And so, yeah, that, that would be my answer, Joe, is, hey, get a process in place. And, and that has to do with technology in most instances, which is sometimes hard for agents because they have different management systems and different policies. If they're, you know, a captive agent, they have different policies with their corporation. And so, yeah, there there is some some complexities to getting a process set up, but that would be my my biggest piece of advice is you have to get a process that's consistent that allows you to reach out to generate customer feedback and then get those those feed those customers who are giving feedback to then take that next step of publicly expressing that in a way that's beneficial for you online. So what um is there is there kind of a if we're if we're doing that's the most kind of effective way to kind of make sure it all happens like is there as as far as that timing perspective goes you had mentioned you know r- right after you said you want you is there is there a sweet spot as far as you know how do you reach out like when and where like is there just basically you know a six months frequency that you had mentioned or is there some sort of a little bit more a little bit more of a kind of a calculation to go into that like on that timing front yeah so. What we do is we typically, when we set up a feedback campaign for an agent, we'll set up an every six months outreach. So we don't want to bombard the customers. We don't want them to feel like this is a survey and they get enough of those as a consumer in this in today's day and age. And so we'd prefer that the customer feel like they're getting a personalized hand-typed email coming from their agent. And to create that authentic feeling, you don't want to do it very often. So I'd say once every six months is like pretty much our standard. And that may vary. There are obviously agents who, you know, who are 
who are under different circumstances or maybe they talk to their customers a lot or less or what have you, but that's pretty much the standard. I'd say if you want to get a process in place to get feedback, I would set up a recurring request that happens on a semi-annual basis to just see how they're doing. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that, that process is, is certainly going to uh, help. And that's where the other thing too, it's like, you know, there's this temptation to, you know, want to flood the market and just like, oh, I'm going to just hit everybody. But, you know, if, if you're consistent with it, then that's when they start trickling in and that's when that kind of groundswell starts to happen. Um, one thing that you, you know, also mentioned to me too, and I was, you know, again, we talk about, this is one of the things that we always talk about, but never do. And that's, you know, I mean, some people do, but I mean, it's one of the, it probably, you know, if you had to look back and say one of the easiest things of where just money is just left on the floor and that's, with, you know, past clients or canceled accounts. Um, that kind of plays into this whole, you know, frequency thing and, and not forgetting about things and, 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 and putting the process in place. What, I mean, have you found just in the overall effectiveness? I mean, we all have heard this for, you know, ever, but what do we, like, what is, what is the missing key to actually making sure that we're, we're starting to take that seriously? Yeah, no, I think it's a similar answer to customer feedback and where you start. And that's, getting a process in place to be reaching out and re-engaging, you know, and we talk about kind of when you look at, if you're an agent and you look at all of the revenue generating opportunity that you have as an agency owner. So you've got customers, right? Those are a great opportunity to drive revenue. They're already giving you revenue. So extracting more value and more revenue from them. You've got leads, right? A lot of agents buy leads and, you know, reaching out and converting leads or, you know, referrals, things like that. You've also got this pool of, of old customers and every agency's got them, right? 10% on average agents retain at 90%. So 10% of their book every year is dropping off. And, you know, you take an agent that's been around for four or five or 10 years and that pool of terminated customers is, is starting to get pretty big, right? And so getting a process in place to re-engage them is going to provide a ton of additional value for the agency for a few reasons. I mean, those terminated customers actually make some of the best leads and, and that's not right away, right? They just canceled. So six months, a year down the road, they already know who you are. You already know who they are. Um, there's kind of a brand recognition there. So it's different than a cold contact that you would make if you're just trying to prospect a new lead. So yeah, there's some real value in those former customers. They're cheaper to acquire. You've already got all their data in your database more than likely. And so, yeah, I think when we talk about consistency and, and extracting value, yeah, that's a big pool of opportunity for agents. Uh, but yeah, it goes back to getting a process in place and and uh, being consistent in in outreach there. One of my uh, one of my good friends, uh, Nancy Nicolo, her and her husband Jerry own an agency, Huff Insurance, and they call them the Lost Souls. So they have like, Lost Souls, <laughs> and it's a little dark for my taste. But I, I did a, I did a podcast uh, with her once, and I kind of kind of I kind of tried to play devil's advocate on that a little bit of. Um, just, you know, once somebody cancels, like, I guess, where do you draw, do you have any sort of way to kind of sniff out the, the, the habitual cancels? I mean, we, we all have those in the agency, right? The guys that are canceling every six months, they can't get, to, 
you know, can't make their payment on time or whatever it is. Like everybody has that client, but, um, you know, what do you look for as far as, you know, back to that, you know, you know, getting the right customer feedback to know really where people are at. Like, what is it on that, that side of things that have, have you had any sort of, um, identification kind of triggers or, or tips? Yeah, for sure. I think that you bring up a great point, Joey. Not all clients we want back, right? And some clients yeah. we fire ourselves. And so <laughs> I think that's the beauty of data, right? You've got this data. If you're if you're an organized agent, you've got a database that has a list of every of one of the customers that's ever canceled. And most uh, customer management systems are set up to provide a termination reason, right? And so you can have a reason code that helps you target and segment who you want to be re-engaging, right? So people that are on a, uh, you know, that are on an auto insurance or homeowner's insurance policy that move out of state or that die, right? Like it doesn't make sense to to have them in that list of, of people to re-engage or just people like you said, who are constantly unable to pay for their premiums. Um, those people don't make sense, but that's kind of the beauty of, of the data is you can look at it and you can pretty quickly, depending on your savviness with technology or with Excel or your, your customer data and how organized that is, you can really quickly create a list of customers that, that you want to target. And we do that at Lyft Local with our customers, right? I, I wish I could tell you we don't ever have people cancel, but that's just the nature of, of business, right? People come and go. And we just having consistent campaigns, reaching out to those former customers. When one opts back in, if we don't want to service them again, we just don't call them. <laughs> and that may be not what I should say on here, but if I'm just being honest, right, if we have a customer, because we have the same thing, we have agencies, believe it or not, that default on payments or that struggle financially. And so they don't pay us for three months and we service them. And and then we finally just say, hey, listen, if you can't pay us, we've got to cancel you out. And then if that person's in a re-engagement campaign and they say, yeah, actually, I want to use Lyft Local Service again, I mean, we're a little bit more hesitant about reaching out yeah. to them based on the fact that they already owe us, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever it is. And so, so yeah, I think that's the beauty of this whole process is you get to choose, you get to choose who you reach out to. And then whoever says, yeah, I want to use your service again. You still get to use whether you service them or not. You still get to decide that. And so, um, yeah, hopefully that was a, a good answer to your question, Joey. No, certainly. And, uh, you know, I think what, what this, this could easily just slide right into a, just a very unsavory, slippery slope of like insure tech, you know, kind of, you know, void, if you will, you know, just as far as just the, the ability to connect a lot of these things, right. To make sure that, you know, we have this information easily, readily available and all those things. And I mean, that's probably, you know, where you guys come in heavily, but I'm sure you have, I, I guess, let me ask this, uh, you've had your struggles, I'm assuming maybe making those identifications, you know, working with, I mean, I guess, do you work with in an agent's technology? Do you actually get into the system or do you have them provide you with the information? Yeah, that's a great question. So we lean towards the latter uh, simply because it is less time intensive for the agent and requires less experience with technology. So if we have an agent that we bring on board, and let's say we want to run a re-engagement campaign to their terminated customers rather than spending, you know, two hours on a phone call trying to help them 
understand how we can connect to their technology and create a real-time integration uh, of data, we say, look, what customer management system do you use? Oh, I use AMS 360. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to click this, this, and this, and then hit export. And then I want you to send me that list of your terminated customers from your database, and we'll go and we'll create the content, we'll run and manage the campaigns, and then we'll make sure that opt-ins from those campaigns, people who want to come back or want to talk to the agency again, we'll make sure that those are sent back to the agent via email. So the agent then gets an email that says, hey, this person wants to get quoted again. They plug their email address into their customer database and boom, they've got the customer profile from when they were a client in the past. So yeah, in answer to your question, Joey, I think when you, when you try to do integrations yeah. where they're not needed necessarily, um, it just ends up being more work for everybody that's really not necessary. And having yeah. every time a customer cancels, we don't need to know that because we're not going to reach out to them day one anyway when they just canceled. You know, we'll reach out to them a few months down the road. So we may periodically every six months or so ask an agent to rerun that report so that we can update our records. But yeah, by and large, our program works yeah. just as well with them just well, sending you- us a list. Yeah, that, I just had this conversation with an agent the other day of, you know, like we, I think we are in a great overcomplification overcompli- period um, going through, you know, coming out of like the we didn't do anything period of like we just let technology kind of get away from us a little bit. And I do think there is that we, we look to overcomplicate things in some ways. And that I, I like to, I like the simplest path to, you know, kind of getting it done. Um, uh, that works for me. Real quick, um, I got I got one more question for you, Luke. But before we get out of here, where can um, where can people learn more about you? Like, where do you want them to go check you out and learn more about you guys? Yeah, so they can go to our website, liftlocal.com. and we're on a lot of the uh, insurance industry groups and and pages. We're sponsors of IAOA. We're an, an approved vendor for a few different carriers, and so. You, if you're an agent, go on your carrier website, see if Lyft Local's on there. You can get a discount through a carrier, especially if you're part of a cost share. Um, we work with a lot of captive agents as well. So I think there's going to our website's probably the easiest way, liftlocal.com. Um, you can email info at liftlocal.com. You can email me personally, uh, Hendricks at liftlocal.com. And, uh, I'm happy to get you in touch with, you know, a member of our team, or I'm happy to talk with you personally and say, Hey, how can we help and take a look at your specific needs as an agency? So I was going to say, uh, I have a feeling people might want to ask you a couple of questions. So I'm glad they can, uh, you know, ask, uh, ask questions if they need to with you, Luke. But, um, last question, we kind of, we kind of came right out of it and, and I asked this question a lot, but, you know, given the fact that you, you aren't necessarily worrying too much about integration you're just saying listen we're going to get the information when we need it however we need it and in the simplest easiest way but where is one area from your perspective um to maybe accelerate or just kind of um make it a little bit easier for you to manage reputations and and the, the data like what is one thing that is lacking that is is really just right with you know right outside of our grasp that you would like to see kind of nudged a little closer um not enough agents have access to their Google My Business uh, profile. 
And that's a big part of reputation management is seeing the reviews when they come in, publicly responding to reviews, analyzing uh, data around your web traffic and how your reviews are impacting that. And so what helps us when we service an agent is if they have access to that, if they can actually log in and share that, that data with us and allow us to help them manage their Google My Business profile, which really is kind of the foundation of their reputation. Um, and so I, I think that's something that we could we could improve upon. The other thing I would say that's probably even bigger than that now that I've had a second to think about it is is just customer data. I mean, there are a lot of agents that don't have email addresses for their customers. Um, and that's a big deal. You know, you if you want to be effective at communicating with clients, retaining clients, regaining old clients, you need as much data from them as possible. And it's it's really common for us to have an agent send us a, a book of business that only has email addresses for 30% of their clients. And so we work with that and we do the best we can with what we have. But there, there's a bigger opportunity there if you just capture more data. So that would be one of my big pieces of advice for agents is make sure, especially if you've got an older book, you know, you've got people that have been in there for 10 years back when email wasn't as prevalent, like do what you can to capture that data. And that will provide you with so much value as you move forward and as technology continues to progress to be able to communicate and get in front of that customer when you need to.